how do you train the leadership of an organization to be more effective at creating whatever? And that all starts with introspection. So I've brought that. The work that we do with clients is about giving them the skills of running their own business. Probably the same skills that CEOs of top organizations are getting. I believe solo entrepreneurs need them as well, if not even more, to have that process. And it begins with introspection. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hi, everyone. Rosanna Berardi here with the High Warrior Woman podcast. Really happy to be here today. It's mid-October here in Buffalo. And boy, unlike what we're known for, which is a lot of snow, it is a glorious fall day. It's going to be 80 degrees today. I would never talk about the weather on my podcast, but when it's 80 degrees on October 12th in Buffalo, you talk about it. (laughs) Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're staying on that high wire. It's been a tough one for me. I'm balancing, but definitely hanging by a thread. So today I have a really special guest, Jill McCabe. Jill's a best-selling author. She's a teacher, a coach in the fields of expertise-based business startups, finding fulfillment, we can all use that, and the science of high performance and change. Her best-selling book, It's Go-To Time, offers a step-by-step system for building expertise-based businesses efficiently. Jill is also the founder of Boom U, like U University, a coaching and training company that helps professionals, academics, and creatives scale their income doing work that they enjoy. Jill, welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast. Thank you. It's so great to be here, Rosanna. And so Jill, it's like it's nicer where you are than where I am. <laughs> yeah, tell us about where you are when you turn your head, what you see. Oh yeah, if I turn just a little tilt to the left and I'm looking at the ocean. <laughs> it's uh, I'm on jealous. Vancouver Island. I'm in Canada. Awesome. Vancouver Island is on my list of places to visit. I've never been. And I've been married for 16 years. And when we were going on our honeymoon, my husband was like, let's go to Vancouver. I'm like, that's dumb. And we went to Mexico instead. And I've regretted that decision for 16 years. <gasps> well, come. And when you come to Vancouver Island, I'm surrounded by, it's like an embarrassment of beauty. There's waterfalls. And uh, I'm like on a, I'm on an estuary overlooking the ocean. Like I'm surrounded by water. Yeah. I look forward to hosting you when you come. Let's, we'll, we'll get you out and we'll take you somewhere. Thank you so much, Jill. Jill, tell us how we can all look out our window and see the ocean. Tell us how we can get out of this rat race of running every day and yeah. texting and emailing. Talk to us. Tell us what you do, who you work with and how we can do it. Okay. Well, I have been a consultant coach to entrepreneurial business owners for 20 years. 
And I used to help larger organizations grow, but that basically meant I was a consultant in their organization. So very much sort of that corporate life. And it was weird because I had this dichotomy. I really loved the work I was doing and yet I was drained. And I think after I helped one particular client make about 40 million and he looked at me, this was very exciting. This was great. And larger businesses. And he looked at me, he's like, I wasn't, I'm not happy. And I was like, what? You know, we had just done sort of like a year and a half of work Mm -hmm. and made these crazy changes to his organization. And um, he's like, yeah, no, I'm really pleased, you know, with all of this, but I'm personally very unfulfilled. And that's when I had this kind of like, stop the bus sort of moment in my life where I thought, why are we doing this? What are we creating more of? You know, we always want more, more, more. And then I really got to this idea that we could have more than more. And so since then, that happened about 15 years ago. And since then, I've been on a quest to help people build businesses like businesses that truly enjoy, not just businesses that are bigger, not just businesses that are more money, but businesses where I have the money I need, I'm doing something that feels meaningful. And, and I think this is a big piece for the people I work with, I feel valued by who I'm working with. Mm -hmm. I really feel valued. It's a paradigm shift and it wasn't easy for me to figure it out. And you say, you know, how do we move to Vancouver Island? My first thing that jumped through my head is, well, jump in the meat grinder right behind me. (laughs) Eventually you might come out in Vancouver Island. So it wasn't easy for me, actually. It was sort of a quest that took like here's 16 years. Like you're like 16 years later, I want to visit. For me, I had wanted to be here 20 years and I mean, I've learned how to make it faster, but certainly my first time through, it wasn't like, la la la, I want to move to Vancouver Island. You know, I didn't snap my fingers or wiggle my nose and just get here. And clearly that's a problem I'm trying to help other people solve because it doesn't actually need to be so difficult. Yeah. And I think you hit on a couple important points. People really want to feel valued. And I think that came out of COVID and being home and having flexibility and having the opportunity probably in the first time for most people's lives to really say, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And it's super interesting here in the U.S., you know, we're in the middle of this great resignation where employers can't find workers. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation it was due to the lofty unemployment benefits people were getting, but those have been pulled back significantly and there's still not enough workers. And my question is, where the hell is everyone and what are they doing? And I think when you, I've read a lot about this, but a lot of it goes back to people wanting to do meaningful work and feel valued in their environments. And, you know, maybe the pouring coffee at Tim Hortons or the fast food industry is not fulfilling anymore for most people and they don't want to be there. And I think we're seeing a big, stop sign from employees saying, you know, unless things change, I don't want to be a part of this. I couldn't agree more. I think I had that moment early and a lot of my clients have had an event. I work with people who are probably corporately quite successful, but they miss that promotion. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me that you brought that person in? I actually... 
I work with someone, they work for a famous organization and they found out through an email that their job had been given to someone else. Uh, like, this see. happened just like really recently. And it was like, I mean, this kind of stuff is atrocious. I don't know what people are doing. And I do think that's a good question. And I know though, when people come to me, they know they need to do something else and they haven't been able to articulate what. And so that's what my organization has become very adept at is guiding people through that process. And I think listeners, you know, if you've found yourself in that situation or you have a friend who has, who's like, yeah, I kind of know sort of, but I can't quite figure it out. That's actually oftentimes a sign of you having a lot of options and, and just know that it is a process. There is in fact, a process that helps you guide you through it. So if you've been feeling lost, that's normal. I guess I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. you're cool. You're okay. That's normal. That's how everyone starts. When people come to you and say, Jill, you know, I'm not happy. I've always had this idea. Rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks, what's your, I don't want you to tell us what your process is, but what do you actually do for a client like that? I'm happy to share the process because I think ultimately I'm happy to empower people to go through this. So I'm just going to back up just a little bit before I answer that, because I had a really slow process of figuring it out for myself. And that's actually how I became so good at figuring out the process. Like many, the thing that you struggled with the most, you ended up researching everywhere, studying everything. And then all of a sudden you go from being, you know, completely unsuccessful at something to being like one of the most knowledgeable people around on that topic because you struggled with it. So I learned at one point that because I was already helping grow organizations, I understood the importance of vision and knowing what you want and articulating your goals. And then during my master's in leadership, I learned that if you knew your purpose, and a lot of people are confused about what a purpose is in terms of this research, that your organization was likely to outperform others in your field by 10 to 12 times. And I thought to myself, well, geez, I'm like 48 turning my life around. <laughs> I'd like this 10 to 12 time booster shot, you know, almost like miracle grow for businesses. <laughs> right. Yes. But I struggled for a decade to find mine. And actually, after a lot of research, it turns out that if you look at what you liked in your past, you can actually go through and figure out what brings you joy, what brings you meaning, how you can wake up in the morning by actually going through your past and seeing, well, what did I enjoy the most so far, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a way of, and I describe this in my book, It's Go Time. There is a way you can literally write down a certain type of story and you can write stories. And then the data is actually in your stories. It's nothing new that you have to figure out. So that's one thing. But the second part, and this is how to feel valued, since that's what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Because the first part is how do you find something that you find meaningful? But the second part is how do you market it so it's valuable? Mm -hmm. And that is a process of finding the people who really need you the most. And that's sort of a marketing thing. We call that figuring out your ideal niche or whatever. That's more of a marketing piece where we say, well, Who do you really enjoy helping? And that also can be found. Well, who did you enjoy helping before? Let's go find more of those people. So it's really matching up those two sides of the equation. I love that. And I think so many of us bury our heads and do the same thing over and over and over again. There's a real lack of introspection when you talk to people, right? Because people hide behind this busy badge that I talk about all the time. 
And, you know, I don't have time. I don't have this and all that, you know, but everybody's on social media scrolling, blah, 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 blah. But you're right. It's not identifying like, oh, well, like, you know, I like skydiving, even though I've never done that. It's, we know what lights us up, right? We know what you would do for free, right? We know that, but it's a matter of looking inside. Yeah. And if you want to build a business that's valuable, you better want to do it for free because there's going to be times in the first couple of years, like anything requires investment. This is a lot of people don't understand the path to a business. They expect results before it's reasonable to get results. If you were to build a brick and mortar business, you would put some investment in. (laughs) And then after the investment, you would expect you would have an idea to get a return. And a lot of people kind of starting expert businesses, which is what I help with. Well, my clients are fine because they understand the path. And so they know when they're going to see that return. But a lot of people just flinging themselves at it and they'll get frustrated. So they'll be like, yes, I enjoy this. Yes, I enjoy those people. But then they won't have this realistic understanding of what it's going to take to put in the pillars of this business. And then they might end up even, you know, those are the people who risk. So what I see happen is that when people start doing something they love and they say, yeah, okay, I would do that for free, but then they don't necessarily know how to market it or how to put Mm -hmm. the pillars down of their business. And what happens is they don't get the opportunities right away. And then they start to make it about them not being good enough. So I definitely have seen that it's important to educate yourself quite well before Mm -hmm. going to do anything. Right. So if you've been like in corporate your whole life, then, you know, I do hope that you read my book, it's go time because it will walk you through a realistic, like how long does this take versus, you know, the millionaire by by March, you know? (laughs) Yeah. There's no elevator to success, right? You've got to take the stairs, unfortunately, and can be long and arduous, but if it's something you love, it's not like work. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to do what I love for the last 16 years. And, you know, I was a lawyer for more than 16 years. I've I've been a lawyer for almost 25. And I didn't really like those first handful of years. I was planning on becoming maybe a librarian because I hated practicing law. It just wasn't for me. But what I came to realize was I didn't like the setting in which I was practicing in. And now I absolutely love it. But I have to check myself occasionally because a lot of my time is sucked up by responding to emails and I have not been put on this earth to respond to emails. I have way more exciting skills than that. So it's caused me a lot of introspection to really focus and not make that my entire existence. I love that. And I'm glad you brought up the introspection piece again, because that's so critical. I wish that we were trained in introspection from a young age when I did my master's in leadership because, you know, I was helping leaders and organizations. It felt appropriate that I had, you know, a proper degree Mm -hmm. doing that. And I sort of thought, I'm going to learn the science and the business of bossing people around. And (laughs) no, that's not what I learned. So fascinating. It was very introspective. The first quite a bit of the program, I did it with a number of people in military, large organizations, police, and there was a lot of people like that in the program, in the upper ranks. And it was all this self-discovery journey. And it was very confusing at first as we were all crying as we were getting to know ourselves. Yeah. But 
that self-introspection is actually how can we lead others, right? If we can't lead ourselves. And that I started to realize that there is a skill set that a lot of people pick up haphazardly, but I was hired to bring to organizations leadership skills, right? How do you train the leadership of an organization to be more effective at creating whatever? And that all starts with introspection. So I've brought that. The work that we do with clients is about giving them the skills of running their own business. Probably the same skills that CEOs of top organizations are getting. I believe solo entrepreneurs need them as well, if not even more, to have that process. And it begins with introspection. So like that introspection is where you start, then you tool up on top of that. I love that. Yeah, for sure. And so many people don't succeed in business because they're the doer, right? Like they're the lawyer, they're the artist, you know, they're the musician. But just because you're a doer doesn't mean you know how to run the business piece, right? So I find a lot of frustration with contractors, you know, invariably, like could be the best contractor in the world, but they don't know how to run a business. They don't return phone calls. They don't give estimates timely. They don't bill. It's so frustrating. I'm we're trying to get our master bathroom renovated. And it's like, I'm birthing a child. I can't get the guy to give me the estimate. And it's like, dude, I really want to work with you. This is really expensive. But he's like, you know, I'll get it to you when I get it to you. And I'm thinking as a business owner, what the hell are you doing? Get an admin person or your friend or your wife or somebody to put the pieces into place to make this a real business. And the risk that I see with that is that unfortunately, we can't outsource that. What I have learned, and I really know this for sure, helping a lot of people build businesses. So we incubate businesses for a year. So we're by their side, at least, right? We're with the first year to 18 months, we're with people until their business is established. It's not just like some like, here's the information, bye, you know. And the reason why is actually what you're just saying, because it isn't as simple as hiring the assistant because then the assistant doesn't know what to do. And what I know for sure is that you have to learn enough to set kind of, you have to make the first move. So you have to learn enough to establish the protocol and then you can get someone else to amplify or execute protocol. But what we are trying to do, what I don't see work is people saying, well, you're the expert, you come in and you solve my manner. You're the expert and you come in and you solve my this. And I've just seen it. I mean, after 20 years of doing this, I know for sure that's like, it's the unicorn will come along and solve your problems for you. Everything else, you have to learn just enough to be able to establish a benchmark. And then you can take that benchmark and have them grow it. And when you try to outsource the establishment of the benchmark, and that's why like we cover marketing, we cover PR, we cover like, we cover basically the money management. We cover all of that because I don't think you can outsource. Now, I don't think we cover all of that at the very best level, but we Mm -hmm. cover all of that at that benchmark level because then you can go out and be amplified by others, but you don't even know what you're looking for. Someone else will come along and go, yeah, I'm the best. I'm amazing. And then it will be, well, you know, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) So tell us about your book. Tell us about it's go time. Tell us about why you wrote it, who it can help, why high wire women should read it. It's go time, very close to my heart. It is for experts, people who are really knowledgeable, whether that be a professional skill or an artistic one, who want to create businesses and who want a realistic path to creating one. I 
wrote the book because after being someone who was a consultant in organizations, really did not feel there was a business model for people who were prioritizing lifestyle. I thought all of the business models that I knew, and I'm very you know connected in the, the MBA world and all of that, and all the business models and that I knew were all about like, how do you grow something corporate? How do you create something corporate? It's like, well, what about the people who no longer want to be in corporate? Right. So it's go time is really doing two things. My publisher said it was two books in one. So I think for anyone who's wondering if it's for them, it's offering you two things. One, if you are thinking of building an expert business and you want to get a true sense of what that involves, it's a very hands-on, get your pen and journal out kind of book. Love that. So it'll walk you through a model and the activities to establish an expert business and understand the difference between creating a job for yourself and creating a true business that you can step away from and create value. I do prioritize lifestyle. My clients want that. The other thing it does, however, is it just teaches you how to transform. So within that book, I share behavioral science of creating seemingly impossible goals. So many people have gotten in touch with me who didn't want a business, but wanted to just simply discover what was next for them and how they could make that happen. Like moving to Vancouver Island or any, you know, whatever your Vancouver Island is, whatever someone's dream is, it actually walks right through a model of how do you come up with that? Why haven't you gotten it already? How do you start to shift that? And I blend neuroscience and behavioral science I've been told I take very scientific concepts and make them very easy to apply. So I'd say, if you're looking to change your life, read it. I'm super excited. I can't wait to get it. Hi, Wire Women. This is not just a book for business people that want to start their own businesses. This is for someone that wants to transform their lives. I talk to all of you all the time, and you're all complaining all the time about, oh, my job, oh, my kids, oh, my God. Stop. Let's take some action. It's Go Time by Jill McCabe. And let's get pen to paper and transform. Yes. And I do have, if somebody wants to sort of try it out, I do have an opportunity to get a free copy of my book, It's Go Time, at my website specifically for high wire women. So if you would like to grab a free copy right now, you can go to my website, jillmccabe.com. I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere here. Yes, we'll put that, in the <laughs> that will take you there. jillmccabe.com sure. with just one C forward slash high wire women and get a special gift for listening. So listeners, listen to that again. So go on Jill McCabe's website, high wire women backslash, and you can get a free copy of her book. We're going to put all that info in her show notes. I can talk to Jill forever. This is all super interesting and critical. We need to stop complaining and start doing and transform ourselves into the best version, the one that makes us happy, not someone else's recipe for success or oh, I've got the big house and the kids and the dog. But, you know, like your client said that had the $40 million business, I'm not happy. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that guy. He's not an ingrate. That just didn't do it for him, right? And for many of us, you know, being happy for me is to have freedom and flexibility to be with my kid whenever I want. Other people are like, eh, that's not my thing. But I think, It's time to transform. It's time to do. And thank you, Jill, so much for being here with us. And Hi, Wire Woman, be sure to download your free copy of that book. I'm super excited to read it myself. And until the next time, stay on that high wire. Thank you for listening to the High Wire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, 
I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at High Wire Women for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.